You are now tuned into The Young and the Bayless, the podcast. Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Salutations and greetings, everyone. My name is Jasmine Shanice, and I'll be a gracious host this evening, spilling the tea on all things online dating. Welcome to the wonderful world of the Young and the Bayless, the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Young and the Bayless, the podcast, episode two. Before we get into tonight's shenanigans, I just want to say thank you so much to everybody for listening and supporting. I've gotten an overwhelming response online from Instagram and Twitter to Facebook, and I've even gotten some flowers. I said flowers. Crap. I've even gotten some followers on SoundCloud, so I'm super excited to be here with you. I'm even more excited that you guys are receiving the blog so well. Um, Tonight, we're going to be doing a whole lot, honey. We're going to be discussing the different apps that I use. We're going to go from my favorite to my least favorite. We're going to talk about the types of people that you meet on these specific apps because Lord knows it can get a little crazy, but it's not all crazy. And I'm also going to give you guys the 10 dating commandments on what you can do to make sure your dating app profile stands out. Because, you know, in today's society, everybody has super short attention spans. So we want to make sure that when people are checking us out on these apps, that as soon as they see us, it's something that they like. And it's an instant kind of thing. I'm also going to be answering questions. So if you guys have any questions for me, feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram. You can hit me up on Twitter and Facebook as well. Just shoot me a question and I'll be willing to answer it on air. So without further ado, let's get into the Young and the Bayless, the podcast, episode two. You might not believe this, but I'm kind of a neat freak like the obsessive compulsive kind of neat freak. Nothing gives me more anxiety than looking at an iPhone and seeing pages and pages of apps and apps and apps. On my phone, there's one page with folders for everything from social to photography to health and even finance. They all have their own designated folder. It just helps me have a clear mind. I know exactly where I'm going when I'm looking for everything. That said, I had to keep that same energy when I started The Young and the Bayless back in 2017. I knew off top that in order for me to be successful, I had to have a space where all of my dating related apps could go. And they went in SP, AKA Special Project. I downloaded Beeple, Tender, SoulSwipe, Mel, and Google Voice originally. Of all the dating apps that I've used, and trust me, I've used pretty much all of them, my least favorite would have to be Meld. It was originally marketed as a dating app for serious professionals, almost like the dating app version of LinkedIn, where people would link based on their careers. And boy, oh boy, was it a huge disappointment. I thought I would be linking up with successful professionals, but honey, when I tell you that was like, not the case. 
What I found was there were tons of guys with careers like rap label CEO, doing me, getting his guap. Those were the kinds of careers that these gentlemen on this app had. And uh, no shade to guys pursuing careers in entrepreneurship and music, but I was over the questionable career choice at, at that time in my life. Also, another reason why I did not like Melt is because they gave basic functions to users who didn't pay for a premium service. And when you have people with careers that are like highly, highly sketchy, that's the last thing anybody is trying to do. Pay $2.99 and up for access to an app where guys have like trash careers and ain't nobody got time for that. Especially when there's better apps with more suitable guys for the low, low, $3.99 and all that. After Meld, I would have to say another unfavorable app of mine is Tinder. Because I was so dead set on dating and like finding relationships with people who were black, I just felt like Tinder wasn't the space for me. They had a more racially diverse crowd and because I was like looking for a black man to be in a relationship with, it just didn't work for me. So Tinder had to go. And also they were like Meld in that they offered better options with premium service. And like I said before, ain't nobody got time for that. On to my more favorable apps, I would have to say I really enjoyed SoulSwipe. I found that in the beginning stages of TYTB, it was one of the most popular dating apps. Everybody named Mama was on SoulSwipe. I came across so many profiles of guys that I knew from high school, college, Hell, I even saw one of my ex-boyfriends on on, on Soul Swipe, so I'm telling you, it was mixy. That said, one of the things that I enjoy about Soul Swipe is that it searches for matches based on your location, and the guys on Soul Swipe, originally, they were fine, and ain't nothing wrong with eye candy. I know it sounds shallow as hell, but I'm just being honest. The one thing that I didn't like about Soul Swipe, however, is that you don't know who likes you until you like them back, and that sucks. All you do is get a notification saying that someone likes you, but it doesn't say who, and it's like a tease. Like, hmm, maybe I skipped over a guy's profile without giving him a thorough look or something. I don't know. People, aka Dark, was the first dating app I found online when I googled dating apps for African Americans. One of my favorite thing about people was that it connected to your Facebook, but don't worry, your Facebook timeline isn't updated with dating-related updates. <laughs> um, you can see if you have mutual friends with potential bays, and that's super important. If you're anything like me, you already know you can just hit up your friend and be like, yo, what's the tea on homeboy? And you know you can get the like the whole idea of like who they are as a person, their background, their character. You can find out if they have a crazy baby mama, anything. Um, for example, there was this one guy that was super cute and had similar interests as me, but he was friends with a bunch of scamming dudes that I knew from around the way, and don't judge me, but I wound up curving him. Not only because of his friendships with credit card scammers and fuckboys, but because of the strange responses he left on his profile. One of the least favorite things about people is the notifications. Unless you are checking for people like most people check Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter, then you're probably gonna miss out on likes, winks, and messages until you open the app. 
I think it's cool because you wind up not looking too pressed by seeing notifications and then and responding like super quickly that said if you're anything like me and takes a few days for you to check it you could be missing out on a possible connection another thing that irks my entire soul about people is that there's no in-app feature that regulates who has access to your profile guys from halfway around the world can see your profile and message you and for me i was very clear like hey i'm only interested in conversing with guys between 25 and 35 that are a maximum 50 miles away from me why in the world would i be trying to talk to some 45 year old from indonesia ethiopia or even missouri maybe it's me being too picky or whatever but sir if i let you know what i'm looking for and you don't meet those requirements and you still trying to holler that already is an indication that's not me right <laughs> lastly the one thing that another thing that i didn't like about people was the fact that the guys are kind of hit no shade <laughs> There's no limit to the shenanigans that I came across on people. Don't believe me? There was this one guy, his headline said, let's f His about me section said, I want pussy. And about his match, he said, he just wants to f Crazy, right? <laughs> Despite the weirdos that I came across, I met a few cool guys on people. There's one or two that I follow on social media presently, and I still speak to every now and then. Even crazier, one guy actually went to the same college and is close friends with one of my besties small world right <laughs> i found some new apps that i was really interested in some that i really didn't like so here's some more details on those there is an app called the league and that's a really 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 popular i was like 40,000 and something on a waiting list for people to be actually accepted into the league where you could um converse and meet people on and like have conversations with them and stuff like that but unfortunately i didn't have time to wait to actually join the league so that app got deleted really quickly another app that i found sort of kind of luck it was like hit or miss was okcupid um, one of the things i liked about okcupid was the fact that you could be really specific with your preferences and that's a plus to me um when of course like most of the dating apps nowadays like meld and tinder they offer better services when you pay so that was something and you could also boost your profile so let's say there is a popular time where there's a lot of heavy traffic one of the things that i also liked about okcupid is that you could boost your profile so if there was a period of time throughout the day when there was more traffic on the dating app and you paid like 2.99 or 3.99 you'd be able to boost your profile and send it out to more people who match with you and i found that to be pretty interesting um it was really good for my confidence like i had like 70 guys like in my profile and like 20 minutes so that was pretty cool kind of vain but cool nonetheless and now the award for jasmine shanice's favorite dating app goes to drumroll please Now, now, I know you all are wondering, how the heck did I come into that conclusion? But before I get into why I love Hinge so much, I just have to get a quick shout out to my homegirl, Acquitter, for putting me on. She was the first person that told me about Hinge, and I told her that if I ended up marrying a guy off there, then she had to be the godmother of our children, because at the time I downloaded Hinge, like, that app was so lit. But now let's get into why I love it so much. 
One of the things that made Hinge stand out the most to me was the fact that they didn't ask you the same old same, the boring questions. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you looking for in a partner? No, Hinge wasn't like that at all. Hinge gave you the option of sharing different things like the worst idea I've ever had is my best traveling story is my biggest pet peeves are there were tons of different and super unique prompts that you could share it gave you like a different take on learning people and getting to know people or even getting to know yourself for a lot of the questions I had to like sit down and think about it like dang this is a really good question what is my best travel story you know so that's one of the things I liked about it another thing that I loved about hinge was that it was super specific if you paid for the premium service you could select your preferences and when I tell you you could get so so clear and just like really narrow with what you're looking for that's exactly what hinge allows you to do you could search for guys within a specific height you could search for guys that were of a certain religion a specific degree standing obviously race because y'all know i'm checking for a specific race but yeah so that's something that really made hinge stand out to me was just the fact that i could get super specific and the guys on hinge originally were super how many times did i say super did i say super a lot <laughs> at the beginning of my time on hinge the guys were really dope they had really good careers they were like my ideal black man they checked off all of the little bullets on the list and everything i was super excited to see like actual professional men with like job jobs you know after coming from places like meld and okay cupid where people were a little bit sketchy it was really nice to be like surrounded by people who actually like wanted something out of life you know so that was like what really made me enjoy hinge unfortunately over the last few months there's been like a little shift of the quality of people on there but i met some really nice people on there shout out to the nice people i met on there It made me an animal with rules to the shit. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get your game on track. Not your wig pushback. Now, now, guys. I hope you didn't think I was going to get on here and teach you how to flip a pack like the Notorious B.I.G. so eloquently did in the 10 Crack Commandments. But... I will be sharing tips on how to make sure your profile stands out so you can get chose because that's the name of the game when it comes to online dating, getting chose. I figured that I'd share a few gems on what's either been super successful for me or what's annoyed the heck out of me that I've seen online. So here goes. Rule number one, get your spelling and grammar together, okay? I know, I know, I know we live in a technology age where misspellings and grammatical errors are often overlooked, but when it comes to online dating and just communicating with people in general online, it's super important to make sure that they understand what you're saying. I mean, I'm not the grammar police or anything, and I'm not tripping off of abbreviated words, using slang, or an occasional misspelling or two. But if people don't have any clue what you're talking about and what you're trying to articulate, it's like they're not going to be interested in pursuing anything with you. Rule number two, 
do enough without doing too much with your profile. It's a fact. Nobody likes to read in 2019. Nobody besides me anyway. So it's super important that you capture somebody's attention quick, fast, and in a hurry without doing too much. The key to doing that is turning on your personality by highlighting your best qualities in a few words. Don't be too long-winded because I can promise ain't nobody checking for that besides me anyway. Don't be too arrogant, but let these people know you're confident in whatever it is that you do. Rule number three, be mindful of the message your profile picture sends. I hate to be that girl. Lord knows I do because respectability politics are literal trash. But in 2019, people judge you solely off of your appearance. Regardless of if I agree with it or not, that's just what it is. When it comes time to selecting a profile pic, think of how you want to be perceived by the people who will be checking you out. Whether that means canceling your booty pics, not throwing up random hand signs unless you're in a sorority or fraternity, or stunting in front of bottles in a club, just make sure your picture reflects what you want people to think about you. Also, please, please, pretty, 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 please make sure the background of your pictures are always in tip-top shape. No one wants to see a dirty room or a filthy mirror. Oh yeah, and another thing. Make sure your lips are at least moisturized and you don't have eye boogers looking like you just popped up out of bed to take a selfie for a dating night. Rule number four, death to group photos. Whenever I come across a profile and see someone in a group picture, I automatically assume they're the least visually appealing person in the picture. Maybe that's me being shallow once again, but hear me out. In today's day and age of social media, who in the hell doesn't have at least one good picture of them by themselves? Can you imagine seeing a guy in a group picture and thinking he's the one whose profile you're on only to swipe through the rest of his pics and see that he's someone else? Man, listen, put up your best selfie so we don't have to wonder who this. Rule number five, brush up on current events. Having a basic understanding of what's going on in the world from sports and entertainment to music and politics can be super helpful. More than just giving you things to talk about that gives you a deeper insight into someone's personality, it also helps you score brownie points and it helps prevent those awkward silences that we all hate. For example, I was talking to this one guy and he mentioned being at a specific basketball game. Fortunately for me, I had literally just gotten off of Twitter where the same game was trending and was featured in just about every tweet on my timeline. I wound up using my hella basic knowledge of the NBA and tidbits that I had seen scrolling down my timeline only to strike up a pretty dope conversation. Now I'm no Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless, they both annoy the hell out of me by the way, but I managed to have a pretty dope conversation outside of the annoying what's your name, what do you do exchanges that do seem pretty impressed by. Rule number six, play it cool. Nothing annoys me more than someone that's super desperate. I get it, we're living in an era where instantaneous gratification and being bagels and couples goals and life goals is important to everyone, but don't take online dating too seriously. If you get a like or a match, that's lit. If someone you're checking for never matches you, don't trip. If you meet someone and you like talking to them, that's great. If you meet a bunch of losers, that's great too. Don't let a few negative experiences sway your decision to date online. Don't let a few popping dates with someone rush you off online dating either. Don't let the idea of a ticking biological clock make you rush into settling down if that's not what you really want. Dating is supposed to be fun, so just chill and enjoy it. Don't pressure yourself or anyone you meet into moving too fast because you just want to be married, engaged, and have a child before a specific time.
Take all the time you need in the world so that you can be 110% certain that the person you meet in the event that you even meet someone is the one for forever, not just right now. Rule number seven, security. Now this may seem a little extreme, but with the dramatic rise in human trafficking, you can never be too safe. The nice guy that's fine AF with a dope job and checks off everything on your ideal black man checklist can very well be a weirdo that's into kidnapping and sex trafficking. Don't laugh, it happens. Thousands upon thousands of women, especially black women, go missing every day. So you can never ever take a single meetup too lightly. Always be sure that your cell phone battery is charged to 100% before you link with a potential bay. Be sure to fill in at least one person you trust in on all the details of your date. And if it's possible, share your location with them until you safely meet at home. I know somebody somewhere is probably thinking I'm dragging it, doing the most, or whatever, but it's better to be safe than sorry. So have fun, but just be smart and pay attention to everything. Rule number eight, get you a Google number, sis. Everyone you meet online isn't always deserving of your real-life phone number. No, it's trash. They will blow you up all day just to waste your time. That's giving a stranger direct access to you. And if you ask me, ain't nobody got time for that. My suggestion, Google Voice. It gives you the opportunity to select your own area code and shows you a list of available numbers you can choose. You can send texts, receive calls, and voicemail via Google Voice, and that's dope as well. Even better, you can ditch your Google number in the event that a potential bay turns out to be too much without the hassle of changing your real life number. Rule number nine is pretty simple. Go with your gut. Sounds super explanatory because it is. Just trust your instincts. If something feels right, go with it. If something feels wrong, act accordingly because as stated in the previous commandment, you can never be too careful. And lastly, rule number 10, just have fun. Dating is supposed to be a fun experience where you're going out and meeting people. Don't take it too seriously. Don't beat yourself up. Don't expect too much from anyone. Just have fun because that's what it's for. Now that you guys have the tea on which dating apps are lit, which ones are trash, and now you know what kind of content works on each dating app, let's have a conversation about the type of people that you meet on these dating apps. Guy A, he's an egomaniac. He'll spend a 30 message conversation talking about himself and literally leaving no room for you to share anything besides your name. Me personally, I usually let guys like Guy A pile up and I never reply to their messages because if he's this self-centered during an introduction, there's no telling how trash he is in real life. Guy B, he's way too controlling, almost obsessive even. A brief round of messages with Guy B gives him the impression that you belong to him. It happened to me once before. One guy, I'll refer to him as man from the motherland, he took the cake. After sharing my name, age, and location, man from the motherland quickly dished out things like, do you care if I be a man? I'm ready to be that. And anything you want, I will do it for you. I like you so much, I want to marry you and have you live with me. Guy B, he gets a gentle letdown, typically in, I'm just interested in friendship. And if that doesn't work, because in most cases it doesn't, I just let his messages pile up. And if he becomes too much of a pest, he gets blocked. Guy C, now he's a mess. He's a scoop of white chocolate hoping to find a black queen 
a sister, an ebony goddess, that's their words, not mine, that's got an insatiable appetite for this world. Guy C hands out compliments like it's nobody's business, but it often comes across creepy as but Is dating black women his legitimate preference or is he one of those weird white guys with a black girl fetish? Whatever the case, Guy C gets a curve because as previously stated, I signed up to all these dating apps made specifically for black people with hopes of meeting, talking to, linking with, and possibly dating other black people. Then there's Guy D. He's nice and super friendly, but just like the new edition song, he's not my kind of guy. We usually have really dope conversation, have tons of things in common, but there's always something missing. Something like the spark that separates the guys that you'd be interested in dating from the ones that congregate in the friend zone. Saidi, he doesn't flat out get curved. I reply to all of his messages, like his pictures on social, but as far as taking things further, that just doesn't happen. Guy E is a complete waste of time. He looks good on paper, aka his profile is dope, he looks decent in pictures, he has great conversation, but after a few text messages, he ghosts you. Can somebody please cue Scissors Love Galore because it's the truest thing ever. Why you bother me when you know you don't want me? <laughs> What's the point of reaching out to someone, engaging with them on an app, asking for their number, having tons of conversation, and even talks about meeting up with them only to go MIA? Never ever hitting them up again. No more liking pictures on social media, no more communicating at all. You literally won't have to worry about curving guy E because he's already curved you. And who knows, maybe that's just our karma for curving other people. Guy F is an epic fail. Not because he says anything that's way too crazy. He actually says all the right things. He's nice, charming, offers amazing compliments, but he's either old enough to be my father or he completely misses the mark in the looks department. There's this one guy who sent me the sweetest message. I'll read it here. He said, good morning to the most beautiful and amazing girl. Hope you wake up with that beautiful smile on your face and I hope you have a great day and remember you're the reason I smile. So don't stop smiling. Just want you to know that you are very beautiful. And he ended it with like tons of crowns and emojis. It was super cute. Despite that cute little message, I couldn't take him seriously because not only was he not visually appealing, but he lived outside of the United States. So not only were you a not looker, but you obviously missed the memo about my location requirement. These guys get a gentle letdown. If he's nice enough, we'll chat randomly, but nothing that gives him an inkling that things will go further than what they are. Guy G, he's so bad I almost forgot about him. He's a complete myth. Everything from his approach to his profile picture is just unappealing. Messages, likes, requests from Guy G should always go unanswered because there's just a certain level of trash that none of us should ever be willing to entertain. So guys, we're going to end off the Young and the Baylist, the podcast episode two with a new segment that I like to call message. Today's message comes from TYTB listener at always laced on Instagram. And she asked us, is an opinionated, strong-minded, independent woman considered too much today? 
The long answer to that question at Always Laced is no. Women should not be considered too much because they have opinions, because they are strong-willed, because they are independent, because they identify as being an alpha woman. No, we should not be considered too much. But I think there's also a fine line between being opinionated and being assertive and being rude. You know, you want your partner or people you're dating, people that you're meeting, you always want people to feel comfortable with you. So you don't ever want your opinions and your assertiveness to come across as emasculating or just disrespectful. You want to make sure people feel comfortable enough to share their opinions, although you like hold on to yours too. It's also very important to recognize that sometimes we don't know everything. Sometimes we need other people to inform us and teach us things. So I think as long as you're willing and open to just leave room for lessons to be taught to you instead of always being the person to teach lessons, I think that you'll be fine. And there you have it, you guys. We've reached the end of the Young and the Bayless, the podcast episode two. I want to thank you guys so much for thugging it out with me. It seems like we're going to be over 30 minutes. I can't believe it. It's a huge, 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 huge increase from our debut episode. So it's just an interesting experience getting used to talking so much because I don't really like talking. I know that's a surprise, but no, I'm super quiet. So I just want to, again, say thank you to everyone for listening. Please continue to support. You can like, subscribe, comment on SoundCloud. You can follow us on Instagram at theyoung.thebaylist and send over any questions you have via Instagram DM or you can just hit me in the comments. I'm always, always on my phone. So any questions that you may or may not have, I'll be able to answer them for you. Right now, we're streaming primarily on SoundCloud, but if the tech gods work in our favor, we might be able to be on other digital streaming platforms in the very near future, so stay tuned to that. Once again, thanks so much for listening. It's Jasmine Shanice and the Young and the Bayless, the podcast, episode two.